Hello! Hi! Welcome to Watch Responsibly. Today is episode four, mm-hmm. where we're going to be discussing the movie The Best Years of Our Lives, made in 1946 by director William Wyler. I'm Alyssa Lachlan. And I'm Brie Lennon. Let's get this thing going. All right. So <clears throat> I'm going to start off with the synopsis of The Best Years of Our Lives. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to thank IMDb for this lovely typed out synopsis. Uh, the story concentrates on the social readjustment of three World War II servicemen, each from a different station of society. Al Stevenson returns to an influential baking position, but finds it hard to reconcile his loyalties to ex-servicemen with new commercial realities. Fred Derry is an ordinary working man who finds it difficult to hold down a job or pick up the threads of his marriage. Having had both hands burnt off during the war, Homer Parrish is unsure that his fiancée's feelings are still those of love and not those of pity. Each of the veterans faces a crisis upon his arrival, and each crisis is a microcosm of the experiences of many American warriors who found an alien world waiting them when they came marching home. Some of the big main characters in this film are Myrna Loy, uh, who plays Millie Stevenson, Frederick March, who plays Al Stevenson, Dana Andrews, who plays Fred Derry, uh, Teresa Wright, who plays Peggy Stevenson, Virginia Mayo, who plays Marie Derry, Kathy O'Donnell, who plays Wilma Cameron, and Harold Russell, who plays Homer Parrish. Thank you so much, Bree, for getting us immersed in the world of the best years of our lives. Yes. Um, my overall uh, thought uh, is that the title is um, inaccurate. Because I don't feel like they're having the best years of their lives. But I think that was the point. Right. Okay, good. The irony? Yes. <laughs> yes. I wanted to make sure that... I was, go for a joke! <laughs> it landed. Not, it it did landed. Not, it didn't land very well. Yikes. Point two out of ten. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I think we should just go right into the six categories uh, personally. Because mm-hmm. um, this was <clears throat> a lot different than the other ones we've watched. Yes. Um, I, going into this film, um, had never heard of this movie. Um, the people that I've talked to about it, they've never heard of it. I think that Brie is the only one on Earth who's ever heard of it, which is okay. <laughs> um, but I was pleasantly surprised with it, because as we discussed in episode one about Casablanca, older movies are not really my vibe or my thing. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think that it was a challenge for me mm-hmm. to like sit down and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I got to watching it, I was pleasantly surprised again. Right. So um, let's get into the acting. Okay. Um, yeah. I uh, also, um, real quick, feel like... Oh, yes. Um, I, didn't they have something to say, but I guess they do. Um, I feel like most movies are either... Like, from, like, the 40s, 50s, 60s, well, 40s, 50s, are more so either just like Casablanca and they're really good and you're right with it, or it's a little bit like the best years of our lives and it's slower and you kind of have to, like, wait for it. Mm-hmm. So there's not, I don't think there's really an in-between besides maybe musicals, but. Which are a different brand in and of their own. <clears throat> I would say, yeah, I would agree. Um, so how did you feel about the acting? Okay, so... I enjoyed the uh, the reaction of the characters um, and how each actor brought the like individualistic 
qualities to their character um, based on their reactions and based on the story that they um, were given, because obviously they all come from different walks of life. Um, well, three white dudes come from different walks of life. Right. <laughs> um, and so I liked that where I feel like I can really emo- get emotionally attached to the three guys mm-hmm. um, because they went through such a like difficult experience and then they come back from it and it's like they almost don't know it's like you don't know who you are anymore mm-hmm. because well they were away for three years mm-hmm. and honestly uh, so when my sister my sister's in the Air Force this is a quick shout out to my sister um, she's in the Air Force. She actually just came up on my Facebook memories today that oh, wow. she graduated a year ago. Oh, wow. I know. So, shout out. Um, <laughs> but she was gone for, um, for basic training in San Antonio for maybe six weeks. hmm And when we met her, she was a completely different person. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> like, yeah. So I cannot imagine, you know, your husband, your brother whomever, your son, coming back, and they've been gone for three years. Oh, yeah. With little to no contact with yeah. you. They they are. I mean, I'm a different person than I was, like, two weeks ago right, right. now. And Much you're not less, living in the war. Right. Yeah. I'm a teacher from Illinois. Like... Yeah. I mean, I'm going through it, obviously. <laughs> but, you know... Because any teacher is. Right. Um, but, yes. So, it's... I think that this movie definitely needed to be made. And I'm glad that it was. I really uh, like the subject material. Well, I, um... I wish I would have had a little bit more perspective than, like, you kind of referenced just, like, random three white guys from, like, Little yeah. America. Yeah, that was my that was my only, um, real, well... Your calm. <clears throat> yeah, the biggest one, because... And I, I understand the time period, and I understand, um... But the guy who directed it, William Wyler, is Jewish. Oh. Because he's in that Five Came Back. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He made, you know, the Why We Fight series with uh, other directors. And so it was interesting to me that it was three white guys. And and, and, And maybe that comes down to casting. I don't know. I don't... Don't need to delve into that, but I would have liked to see, um... A different story being told. Yeah, from a completely different perspective. Because obviously, I mean, different cultures. Different experiences. Yeah. Different contexts. Yeah. So, that's my one big thing. Um, And also, I really enjoyed the chemistry. Um, I thought it was pretty good overall uh, between the characters, between the love interests. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought... um, Oh, what's his name? Yeah, the character, was it Stevenson that was married to, no, no. Well, so Al was the banker. Right. His wife is Millie. And their chemistry was amazing. Yes. Loved them. And then the chemistry with the daughter, Peggy. That whole family was great. Loved them. That was my acting note, was loved those two lady characters I loved Al. Like, I yeah. would marry Al. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, and then Fred was married to that other woman. To Marie. Yeah, okay. Marie. That makes sense. It's funny because 
I think she played her part very well. I think so, too. I think she did a great job. Yeah. Because I hated her. Yeah. And you hate her from the beginning. Yeah. And that's a great actress. And it's not that I necessarily, like, despise her, but... Well, I, I do later in the film when she's, like, mm-hmm. the way she talks about men. Right. And she's like, she's I just get... I just gotta get their money from them. I know. Whatever. I'm, I'm like, like girl, okay. me too, but you can't say that out loud. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> don't out all of our secrets. Like, jeez. But, um, Girl I, code. I felt like it was just, it was interesting to have that perspective of their relationship clearly is not going to continue. Right. And she killed me. Um, my favorite moment of Marie's was, and I was telling this to literally anyone who would listen to me talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> was, um, so she decides she's they're going to go out. Her and Fred are going to go out for the evening for dinner. And he comes home and he's like, we're broke. And she's like, what? Uh, <laughs> how are we going to go out for dinner? And she's all dolled up. And she looks amazing, honestly. Right. Um, she looks amazing the whole film. Yeah, she does. I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> but he goes, we're not going out. And that's that. And she like, hum, and like goes and plops down in the chair with her arms crossed. And she takes a breath. And then she rips her eyelashes. <laughs> her fake, her falsies. She just goes, rip. <laughs> and then she crosses her arms again. And I'm like, yes, this is my kind of lady. <laughs> she knew the moment that she tears her fake eyelashes <laughs> off. It's like, well, I guess we are staying in then. <laughs> and she's mad. There's no going out. No. Ruined a nice pair of lashes for yep. that. Boom. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um... And then the chemistry between um, Peggy and what was the mom's Millie, um, Peggy and Millie and Al, um, Myrna, Millie. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the chemistry in that little family is amazing because the women are so quick-witted, mm-hmm. and Al just is like, "Yep, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my family." They're like, "This is my family, and I love my ladies." <laughs> yeah, um, and just. Every time they had something smart alecky to say, I was like, yes. But specifically, I even put this on my Snapchat story. Um, the moment, <laughs> and I sent it to you, I think. Yeah. But the moment, at one point in the story, Peggy is like, I know what I have to do. And she's like, all dramatic. I have to break up that marriage. <laughs> I was like, Woo! <laughs> I'm here for it. She's like, I know he doesn't love her. Right. And I'm like. She doesn't love him. And she she ends up being right. But I was like, girl, let's take it down a notch. Yeah. But I loved her character. Because then later in the film, it was almost paralleled to that scene. She was like, fine. I guess I won't wreck their home. Or I won't be a home wrecker. And I was like, we've all been there. We've all been there. (laughs) We've all had to have that conversation (laughs) with. With ourselves. Should, should I or should I not be a homeworker? Q, Marina, and the Diamonds. <coughs> yeah. Um, Do you have anything else about acting? Not really. I I, <coughs> I think I said this, like, thought about the same things as, as the writing was interesting. Um, but the actors kind of... That was the definitely brought it to life. Absolutely, yeah. they I did a great job. I think everything, not everything else, but a lot of <laughs> the other stuff was like, 
I don't want to say unnecessary, but you don't notice it because the mm-hmm. acting is that you're listening to the, for the one-liners and yes, there are a lot of one-liners, which I didn't weird quirks and stuff, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, going to cinematography, um, there was a lot of like empathy close-ups. Is what I was calling yeah. them. Where like they cl- get really close up, and I'm like, "Are you going to cry? Am I going to cry? Are we going to cry together? One of us is going to cry." <laughs> It's probably going to be me. me. <laughs> yeah, right. <coughs> um, I also appreciated that, and specifically the way that they staged, or not staged, but was that a good term? Oh, yeah, they're staged. It's, it's a movie. Okay. It's a film. I don't know. They're staging um, it. Oh, It'd be bad if this were a documentary. They... <laughs> Stage this. <laughs> At Robert Reality documentary. <laughs> Making Nanak of the North, and he had to, he like made them use spears when they were already using guns, and he's like, you have to hunt with spears, like the olden days, and he's like, but like, we don't. This? Yeah. <laughs> we don't. I've never seen that, and I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> Some people consider him the father of documentary. I would not talk to that dad. Yeah. He, <laughs> I, would not, I would cut that one off. a dad for me. <laughs> I need to get a new one after that. Um, different daddy, documentary daddy. Um, but... Talk daddy. Hashtag doc daddy. Dr. Doc daddy. <laughs> Imagine if he was a doctor, too. This is going far. <laughs> Bring it back. So, don't even... Oh, so when Fred has his nightmare, so he gets drunk with the boys. Right. And he goes over to um, Al's home mm-hmm. and spends the night in Peggy's bed. Peggy, being the chaste woman that she is, sleeps on the couch. But in the middle of the night, <laughs> he has a PTSD-related dream mm-hmm. where he's bailing out of a airplane or, like, his friend is and yeah. he's dying. Um, yikes. Um, but that whole thing, it was so, it didn't show his whole body. I even noticed that the way that they set that up, that shot up where it was almost like you were in the bed. Yeah. So it was like in like, not the passenger side of the bed, but like the (laughs) other side of the bed. (laughs) I understand what you mean. Thank you. The passenger side of the bed. And you were in America. Passenger (laughs) side of the bed. That's the driver's side of the bed. If you think about the shot. Like he was Alright, it doesn't the matter. The other side of the bed. So they were on the passenger <laughs> side of the bed. And, um... So it was the first time that I thought in my head, Whoa, I really like Peggy. Mm-hmm. I had liked her because she was, you know, she was quick-witted and she was charming. But, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. That's, like, my whole game. Is yeah. being quick-witted and charming. Yeah. And then I lure people in and they're like, Whoa, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> I would... <laughs> I would not mind staying signed up for Peggy. <laughs> this is the moment where I'm like, okay, so she's got some depth to her. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, she's she is a wonderful woman. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Um, I I don't have any further notes about. <clears throat> so I was. Um, I didn't. Oh, it. I didn't like the coloring. You didn't. That's well, the, that's a joke. It's, that's a joke. I was gonna say. It's in black and white. Are you okay? <laughs> There, there it was, folks. The one joke that I planned to say, and this is why I don't write my jokes ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> womp womp. So, um, no, I had a couple things for, like, um, there was some, like, film noir shadowing with, uh, it, like, dramatized Wilma's reaction to seeing Homer. 
don't know if you noticed that. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I thought it was very. Like it was shadow. awkward and yeah. like over dramatic. That's exactly. Is that what film noir is? Yeah. When done right, it's great. Oh, okay. But I did feel like they were using it as as a uh, as a tool to be like. Oh, the horror, the shock. Oh, my oh. God. He's yeah. got hooks for him. <laughs> and she's like, <gasps> so we didn't just fight for his country. Right, and he lost them in a tragic accident. The disrespect. Where they literally burn off. Listen, if he could still smoke a cigarette with them hands, he fine. <laughs> but they didn't teach him how to hug his woman or stroke her hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the movie, they don't guys. Teach you that to <laughs> but... Yeah, I did appreciate how they, and I don't know if this is story or writing or what, but I appreciated how they did incorporate someone who now lives with a disability into the movie because that was such an issue. And it's even an issue today, like with soldiers returning home. Yeah. Um, Well, and they're having so many people come home. Right. That's going to be ill. There's a lot of injuries. Right. And this is just a part of life. And so showing it from the perspective of not only the man, but also his family, because they do, they address a lot of things like, do we say something? Yeah. Do we look at them? Yeah. Do we pretend to look away? And he's like, all of them suck. Yeah. Can there's we cry? No, right. No. There's, there's no good way to go about it. And yeah. he kind of says that. And he's like, I just want to be treated like a normal person. Yeah. And... Like, yeah, that makes sense, but, like, as the layman, it's like, well, how does one do that? So navigating that, I thought, was, like, my favorite yeah. thread I agree. of the movie. That yeah. and then the homewrecking situation. <laughs> I wasn't here for that. I was here for Al. I just thought... <coughs> I like Al's story. I just thought it was interesting because I was, like, annoyed at first because I didn't understand if they, like, still loved each other or not. Yeah, and I think that because I was like, oh my god, like clearly they're gonna get a divorce and Peggy's yeah. gonna swoop in. That to me was very predictable. But then she tries not to. That's what well, I. Of that's what I respect about Peggy. Oh yeah, no, I think yeah. that she's respectful. Yeah. Um, I think that that whole love triangle mm-hmm. could have easily been taken out. I was oh, not a fan well. of it. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Is that what just- it's, it's not supposed to be. I don't think it's supposed to be a romantic film. No, but they played on that so much. Yeah. To me, that was the reason why it was almost too long. Take that out, put some POC representation in there, I would have been a lot happier. And I would have thought this this movie would have suddenly been, like, known to people. Yeah, ahead of its time, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, You filmmakers! (laughs) Well, it's just interesting, because the guy that made this, which... It talks about in the documentary Five Came Back, which I highly recommend. You can get it on Netflix. Yes. Um, and talks about how William Wyler is Jewish, and they were scared mm-hmm. for him because he's going in these planes, and, and if mm-hmm. he crashes or gets stuck in somewhere, and he, they're just going to take him to a camp. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to like be a prisoner of war or, or anything. Right. So he won't get treated this... He'll get treated a lot worse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's interesting to see... That they didn't even, like, put that in there. And instead they put in this goofy... <laughs> and, like, maybe he didn't want to deal with his own mm. trauma. He was dealing with other people's. Well, and think he about saw. he was also, like... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you're fine. But he's also, like... You know, this is happening right now. Yeah. While I'm filming this movie, that could happen. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to talk about that right then and there. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, I'm sure he thinks about it enough. Does he want to have his day-to-day work life reflect that as well? Right. Ooh. I don't, yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't know. 
I'd be interested to see. You could be, and I don't find it selfish at all. Maybe he found it selfish. Maybe. To, to be like, this is talk my about his story. story. Yeah. Right. But. I'd be interested to hear if there was any anything discussed about that. Yeah, me too. Um, well, we just kind of covered writing and story. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so we can check that one off the list. Yeah, I have a couple uh, quotes. We can get that later. Ooh. Um, uh, one more cinematography, one more shot that I thought okay. was really cool in the end with the rows of unused, or the of used planes. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. interesting because that's like, you use those for those years and it's like an intense amount of like all these planes and all the stuff that was put in production. And then now what do you do with it? And they're all just in this like junkyard. Right. They're just lined up rows and rows and rows of yeah. like hundreds of planes. And then so, uh, what's his name? I can never remember his Fred. name. Fred goes in and like, he's like. <clears throat> he crawls into like a little nose where he yeah. sat as a bomber. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like going through memories and um there were some cool shots with that you're right somebody some guy came to him and was like what are you doing or whatever um he's like get out of there and he's like are you reliving old memories and and then fred's like maybe getting rid of them Mm. um which makes sense he's not just a pretty face (laughs) i mean (laughs) like we were saying earlier you come back from war and you're different Mm -hmm. and and up until all of the films we've done so far in this series have been about soldiers. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like... How do I want to say this? Because we haven't done any, any concentration camp stuff. I think that it's another side of a coin. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, on one hand, you have people, yeah. like, fighting on the beach of Normandy, mm-hmm. and it's gruesome, it's awful, it's bloody, and then they go back, and they're supposed to just, like, be a banker or a yeah. teacher. What? <coughs> and then you flip that coin over, and suddenly people are in concentration camps. Yeah. Civilians. Yeah. It, you can't compare the two. It's yeah. two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And, and... Which is exactly why I was like, there's no... Okay. There's like a second. struggle for words, yeah. Um, That's what editing's for, folks. Exactly. Speaking um, of editing... I'm just kidding. Uh, um, but... Because at this point, I had watched this movie. Um, well, I watched this. I watched this one before I watched Dunkirk. But regardless, both of these, I'm, I was kind of like losing stamina a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm um, seeing the same... Not like I'm seeing the same movie, but I'm seeing a lot of the same... Stories being told. Yeah. And perspectives. Yeah. The same perspective. Yeah. And so I'm like, maybe that's why I'm judging a little harsher. On because this is the fourth movie that we've watched yeah. from the soldier's perspective. Kind yeah. Of. And I'm glad that it was a little different. I'm glad that it was like more about when they got home. I think that in itself is a different, more interesting... Right. Way to demonstrate <coughs> how these people are feeling. But um, I'm not saying I'm excited to get to the concentration camp stuff. It'll be... But I'm I interested... I almost just said it was like a breath of fresh air. No. Yeah, no. No. I'm interested to see how the discussion turns and... and As we flip that coin. Yeah. Because I, I, I tend to be more... 
captivated and emotional on the other side, which is interesting because I'm very emotional. I was very emotional with Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. um, and Dunkirk, so it'll be interesting. I I find myself doing the same thing. Before my sister joined the military, we were not like a military family, but like my uncle and my aunt are <laughs> in the military, yeah. and then my sister joined um, last year. So up until last year... I've always been, like, a Holocaust side of the coin. Yeah. Like, I've always been very, um, like, empathetic toward it and very interested in learning about it, and I was very into learning about it. Yeah. And I always liked, like, Saving Private Ryan was one of my favorite movies growing up. (laughs) Growing up. Like, I was seven. (laughs) God. um, (laughs) It's not for seven-year-olds. No. But that and, like, Dunkirk, I think those all changed when... I thought about, like, my sister. Yeah. And so I think that's where, like, my perspective on it changed. So now I think I get into it a little bit more. Okay. Because I have that connection. hmm But, yes. I'm looking forward to switching gears and going toward that other side of things. I agree. Okay. So is that all you had for cinematography? Yeah. Okay. Um, I had a couple quotes for writing that I wanted, since we covered a lot of writing within that um so so when they were riding the plane home as the three of them mm-hmm. and, at the beginning of the movie yeah and they it was interesting because they were like talking about you know the transition and then they're like saw somebody uh playing golf and they were like playing golf as if nothing happened mm. and that bothered me i know yeah when they said that i was like because, like, to people, it's interesting, and and I'm, I'm going to probably reiterate a, a lot when we get into um, other, the other films with the concentration camps and stuff, um, is that <clears throat> it's weird when people so quickly or are, like, are so normal, or are, are stay so normal and keep like doing, like, back fun things, and, right. like, because I... For me, it'd be like, what's going on? <laughs> like, I would not be able to have fun in the same ways. I would not be able to just go, let's go golf. And and I always think, I like to think that I would not be able to as much, but growing up during the time period that I did, uh-huh. it was yeah. very much normal. Yeah. So, like, I don't, you know, I'm not, like, in a bar and I suddenly, like, stop, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's, like, a war going on right now. Yeah. And and yeah. so, like, I don't know. if, But if yeah. I was living during World War II, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. But... But, like, if you're living in, like, the Middle East or, like, somewhere where there's fighting going right. on, it'd right. be... And they... I mean, I've seen documentaries, and I've, you know, I catch up on the news, and it... I mean, they still have their ways of having fun, but, like... I, I can't even, like, imagine. Right, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that... That bothered me as well. Um, uh, the playing golf. Um, so, <laughs> I... To switch <laughs> to an interesting note. <laughs> you remember the hot dog dialogue? <laughs> So, I want to 
want, hold on, I want that frame. <laughs> Do you remember the hot dog? <laughs> well, yes, of course I remember the hot dog. How could I forget? I don't, but. Okay, so I don't remember, I want to say it was a male and a female talking, but I'm not quite, I don't quite remember, but <laughs> I think they were outside, there was a hot dog stand, and somebody goes, somebody's like, I'm hungry, and then they're like, uh, settle for a hot dog, and then she goes, she goes, eating a hot dog is settling. <laughs> I'll bet you that was Millie and Al. <laughs> that first night that they went out, she's like, I'm hungry. He's like, we'll have a hot dog. She's like, having a hot dog is settling. Well, maybe, or I feel like... <sighs> and then her Peggy and Freddie. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was, because cause that was, yeah, that was just so funny to me. I was like, you're right, hot dogs suck. <laughs> I... Don't think I've ever been more offended by a single line in a movie. There's so many other things you could eat. Oh, hot dog. Would you eat it? That one is a hot dog right there. <laughs> With some onions on it, some ketchup. I mean, I like hot dogs, but like, you don't it is settling. I'm like, I'd rather have a burger or like a grilled cheese <laughs> and I'm gonna, taco. I'm going to die on this hill. Hot dogs. Will be at my wedding. Hot dogs will be at my funeral. <laughs> Hot dogs. <laughs> be my children's birthday, my birthday, my dad's birthday. <laughs> What's worse is it's so true. Like, this isn't even like a. Joke. I know. I know that you, it's not a bit that you love hot dogs. <laughs> Lila's gonna listen to this and be like, she does. She'll be so mad. <laughs> because we had a, a reading night at the school that I work at. This is just a sidebar. And when no. asked what the what the um what the food was gonna be that I was ordering the catering for and I was like hot dogs. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> it was hot dogs and walking walking tacos. Oh my god. <laughs> And you know there were people there who was like, who put Alyssa in charge? Yeah, who the heck? <laughs> who would make me sell for a hot dog right now? In March. <laughs> in March! <laughs> or no, it ended up being April. You could I put was still like, nope, hot dogs year round. You could put a walking taco on a hot dog. That would be really good. It'd be like a chili dog, but like, better. I think they would run away. I think that I want that. Because the t- <laughs> it's a hot dog. And it's a walking taco. All right, first of all. <laughs> I have several questions. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> a hot walking dog taco. <laughs> Get back here. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> back at it again. With the hot dog talk. <laughs> the hot this dog dialogue. Hot dog. This has been Hot Dog Corner. <laughs> I'm in charge of this corner. Thank you for listening to Smooth Hot Dog Dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I hate us. <laughs> oh, there was another. <laughs> I really want a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, actually. Getting back to the um, quotes. Uh, do you remember? <clears throat> somebody was like, I don't know. I'm mixing up movies now. Somebody was in their 90 or like whatever, and, they, and she goes, It isn't fair of you to bust in like this. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I don't know. I don't remember it, but I don't doubt. I just remember it being like weird. Well, you know, back then, I mean, I've 
even been talking about since I, I watched this on so today is Friday. Yeah. I watched this on Tuesday. Okay. I have been obsessed with wearing a house coat at home now. Around the house. But I literally I have this long robe that mm-hmm. my grandma made for me. Because mm-hmm. when I lived with roommates, short robes were not great. Um <laughs> no. <laughs> so should out. I come out? <laughs> I'm like, what? Is it my hot dog? <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me? So I asked her to make me for this one year, my very last year of living with someone else. Um, I asked her to make me this robe. And now I just walk around the house oh, with yeah. this robe over my clothes. Yeah. And I have it on the bed with me. Like, I studied this movie. And I was like, when they go to bed, they put it at the foot of their bed. So then when they have an intruder or a guest in the night, you just throw it on dramatically. Or like in the morning, they, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I've started making coffee at home because I, I keep seeing them eating breakfast at the table. I'm like, I want coffee at my house. <laughs> I'm glad to be a... <clears throat> helping you become frugal. Thank you. <laughs> and fashionable. Double F. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Moving on. Speaking of house robes, costumes. <laughs> um, the only thing that I have for costumes are how they relate to my current life, which is if you knock on my door, I'm going to go, ah, just a moment, and I'm wrapping my house robes. My house coat on. <laughs> what? And now you can answer. Even though you're like fully dressed. Yeah, I'm wearing jeans. <laughs> I'm wearing jeans. I have sunglasses on. I've been working in the yard and I go inside and put on my house coat. <laughs> you know, they're like, what is your problem? And I'm like, oh, if you oh start, my goodness. <laughs> you know if you start mowing your lawn with the house coat on, you know you're, you're that spinster. You know like that's everybody's judging you. I have a fence in the backyard. That's the limit. That's fine, but like the front yard... <laughs> my property. <laughs> they could still look at you. I live on a very busy road. <laughs> exactly, I know. And I'm like, stop looking at me! And tying the things like tighter and tighter. <laughs> the hot so dog. You pull a hot dog in the pocket. <laughs> my phone starts ringing, I go, er, no, this is where the bit starts over. My dad. Um, <laughs> you accidentally... I you, let go of my 50-style mower. <laughs> I let go of it. I wipe my face. I pull a handkerchief out of my house robe. I wipe my face. I look up at the sun. I pat my neck. And I just pull a hot dog out of it. <laughs> <I> get... <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Roger's like, oh, goodness. But you still have the cigarette in your mouth. <laughs> Not lit. And then you go to light it, and then you accidentally light a hot dog. Oh, goodness! (laughs) I hate when that happens. (laughs) I put a a lit cigarette in the hot dog. Yeah, one of those, like, portable, like, seats attached to your (laughs) mower so you can sit down. (laughs) (laughs) On a hot July day, I like to be done. (laughs) (laughs) A little fan attached. I have four arms. (laughs) (laughs) The hot summer day, there's nothing I like to do more than <laughs> smoke a sick dog. <laughs> there's a whole drill to the hot dog so you can smoke a cigarette. A hot <laughs> A hot dog <laughs> Nobody steal that idea. We're doing it. Shark Tank, here we go. <laughs> What's the cooler for? All the hot dogs. <laughs> You guys, we're currently t- wiping our tears. 
Ugh. I'm going to play this back. It's going to be so bad. I'm going to cut all of it. <laughs> or keep it all. I leave it. I might, actually. Because <coughs> I got to tell everybody about the hot dogerette. <laughs> so for costumes, I really <laughs> did a nice job. I think they really did a good job. Yeah. I literally just said great as expected. Right. But like for this, it's... <coughs> it's weird watching this and and well, I guess for them the future. <laughs> because... Think about it, fellas. You'll have hot doggerettes everywhere. <laughs> your wife will have one. Your cat will have one. And I'll come with your new house coat. <laughs> Are you a warmer? And the more you move, the hotter it gets. <laughs> Get it now from your Sears catalog. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I'm anyway, sure. Yeah. Flying cars and well, hot dog back then, back then, I mean, they didn't consider them necessarily, like... When I think of costumes, I'm thinking, like... Right, right. Really dramatic, like, fantasy-type stuff. So doing this is like, yeah, they look like they fit the time period because it was made of the time period it was made in. As so. we say every time... If you notice the costumes, you're <laughs> yeah. doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else in the categories? Um, I for music, I just wrote how mm. I like how the music never overtakes the important the important moments. Yeah. Like I feel like sometimes a lot of films, when you know they really want the people to pay attention to what's going on, and mm-hmm. oh hey, here's a cue. It's really dramatic yeah. or it's really sad. But they don't do that, and I kind of like that because it. I don't see that very often. I also kind of said something about that. I said the sequences where there's no dialogue, mm-hmm. um, they really utilize the music because there are a bunch of different tone changes, yeah. both in the music and in the story, yeah. that took the place of the dialogue almost. So like there was, um, there were sequences where, um, for perhaps Al and Millie were talking to each other without speaking, yeah, and they were doing it. Like, this whole conversation was happening, and the only way that you could really follow it was, one, if you were paying attention with your eyes, but also the music <laughs> helped you figure out what was going on. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I agree. I liked it. I have several general notes. Um, oh, we did not talk about editing. I just had the only, the only I had similar things in cinematography mm-hmm. with the great close-ups, the empathetic close-ups. And then I had, uh, the only big one was when Homer punches the window of the door, mm. and you see the children's perspective of him punching. That, I think, was a really that was good cool. editing choice. <clears throat> uh, but that was really emotional. I mean, all of his scenes were really emotional. Yeah. I think that was his whole point, was, like, just yeah. the raw emotion of being, yeah. feeling like a disappointment and feeling like a failure. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, I don't have a whole lot other than that, so if you're ready to go start rating... Nope. I have so many notes. You have so many? Because this is what I do, guys, is I write various notes as I'm watching the movie, and Mm -hmm. then the ones that I can categorize, I will. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just dumped at the end. Oh yeah, let's So here they are. (laughs) So this is in chronological order. Um, so this movie is actually based off of a novel. Mm. I didn't know that, fun fact. Uh, by McKinley Cantor. Alright. So... Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Later, um, so in the film, at the very beginning when they're in the 
airplane. Uh-huh. They travel for two days. In the airplane? Yeah. Wow. They travel at least overnight, so it's one day, two days, one night. Wow. And all I can think of is, because when my sister graduated from basic training in San Antonio, we live in Illinois, that is a 30-hour train ride one way. Yeah. So I'm imagining 30 hours in the airplane, right? Not great. There's no food. Yeah. There's no bathroom. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, the only thing that you could do on the train was pee. Yeah. <laughs> I would drink water just so I could get to go to the bathroom. There was no Wi-Fi either. <coughs> so, oh, my gosh. How dare you? Oh, I gotta get on my iPhone. <laughs> I got to send the text message. Oh, wait, I you can't. can't. <laughs> no, it didn't. I'm peeing for fun. <laughs> Entertainment. I just, just want to walk around. You couldn't, though. You really couldn't walk around. Well, to go to the bathroom, you have to get up and walk. That was the most exciting part of my 30 hours. Exactly. Um... Yeah, so there's a lot of issues, I think. Plot holes that they did not address. Um, and I've well, got issues with them. Oh, I'm six there years is, old today. <laughs> there is a reference, um, or no, there's a line that's said by the gentleman when they're in the plane where Homer is talking about Wilma, his mm-hmm. love interest. He's mm-hmm. engaged to her before they left. Um, and they had said... So then Homer falls asleep after they're done talking about that. And mm-hmm. then Fred and Al are talking to each other, and one of them says, I hope Wilma, or, I sure do hope that Wilma is a swell girl, and I wrote, I too hope Wilma is a swell girl. Because <laughs> I said, this is either going to go one of two ways. Yeah. She's either going to be the worst. Or the best. Or the most amazing person. Yeah. Luckily, she ended up being the most amazing person, and the archetype of the worst was Murray. Yeah. So, I was cool with that. It's, it's, it's <clears throat> interesting to me that people, that like, he thought that she would not like him because of his hands, and I'm like, but you... It's like, you're still... Like, yeah, you're different from the war, but, like, she still, I mean... Right. Loved you before, yeah. But I understand. Right. Um, another note, um, Hortense was the name of one of the women. I said, I love this movie. (laughs) Hortense was the name of one of the the soldier's mother. (laughs) Yeah. Hortense. That's spelled H-O-R-T-E-N-S-E. Hortense. And that's my note on Hortense. Um, okay, so when they're out, that night they go out, right? Mm-hmm. And they go on pretty much a huge bender. Um, it. it was amazing. It was probably my favorite. It's a fun montage. It's like the first third of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> is them and dealing with being just whacked of their brain drunk. It's like a three-hour movie. <laughs> yes. Which also confused me, but yes. Um, <laughs> at one point, they're like, "Oh, you know that Douglas MacArthur? He's so handsome." I paused the movie. Mm-hmm. I looked up what Douglas MacArthur looked like. He's not handsome. <laughs> so get ready to be disappointed. <laughs> You're gonna be really disappointed. And my final note. I'm gonna skip through these. Um, my final note. Al drunk. Or, pardon me, drunk Al is me! <laughs> All the way to bedtime, I said. Yeah. Especially during bedtime. <laughs> and his wife, I need to find me one of those. Like, I need to, like, make a carbon copy of her. Yeah. Because she was so cool about it. You yeah. could tell she was like, Al. <laughs> like, yeah. Al! Because he was being kind of annoying. Yes, he was. Yeah. Which yeah. is me, again. But, but I think she kind of realizes that, like... She's also been married to him for so long. Yeah. I'm sure that they've figured it out. This is yeah. not the first time, but she's yeah. like, it's first night back. Whatever. She, Let's, like, played along. Let him have that moment. Next and, time, it's beaten. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I am going to say this. No. I, I decided yeah. to leave it out. I'm going to put it back in. Um, <laughs> so Al is talking to his wife, and he said, the youth, the youth are frightening or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said that, and I wrote, youth are just as frightening now as they were then. True. Or that I didn't notice them being frightening, but I am youth, so. (laughs) I don't know. The older I get, the more scary. They get? Like, older young people get. Really? Like, teenagers freak me out. Really? Yeah, so if you're a teen, I respect you, and I fear you because I respect you. Please don't hurt me. I don't fear you, but I respect you. No, I fear. I would take in a fight. Nope. Easy. It was weird, because, like, so Bree and I met through working at Family Video. Um, and any time, like, a group of teenagers would come into Family Video, it was like a flip inside of me switched. Like, click. All of a sudden I was like, oh, I need to be cool. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I need to impress these, <coughs> these youth. That's just like my flip switch when the weird old men came in, but... You were like, oh, I need to impress this weird old man. No, I'm more oh. so, uh, get it out of here as quickly as possible and don't <laughs> give me flags. weird compliments. Yeah. You're like, please don't look at my fingernails again. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh. Oh, nice fingernails. <laughs> you're like, like, you know what's next, right? He says, what? And you pull out a hot dog. <laughs> what is <laughs> Light him up. It's my hot dog He said, Oh, I love the hot dog Then you both turn to the camera that's right there. Hot dog You can eat them inside. <laughs> that's you the just can't line. light up. You, you can eat them inside. <laughs> Did you upgrade to the new vape and now you can't use your hot dog Me not. <laughs> Need not worry, friend. (laughs) (coughs) That's all I had to say. The vaporette. (laughs) The vaporette. The hot vaporette. Sounds like it sounds like you're saying rocket. Like a hot rocket girl. Hot dog right. No. (laughs) We're back to hot dogs and cigarettes. We have to figure out how to wait. It's funnier that way. The hot dog that has no nicotine. The, it's a vape. The vape come the vape comes in uh, later down the road when we've decided that this doesn't really work that well and we shouldn't be putting it in food. But that hot dog because <coughs> it doesn't last very long. It never dies. It never dies. Never. Not as long as you're still wearing your house coat, it never dies. <laughs> you're mowing your own lawn. The day you stop mowing your own lawn, it's over. <laughs> Taking it off the shelves until because my mom, my parents don't mow their lawn. I mow, <coughs> I mow it for them. Yeah. Until your daughter decides to come over with her hot dogerette <laughs> and her house robe, Ma! <laughs> I told you to get gas. <coughs> Where's the gas? <laughs> hot dog in one hand. <laughs> Always in one hand. I'm just. This <laughs> <laughs> is running. Okay, so let's talk rating. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so here's our rating segment where we came up with this. <laughs> what? I thought it was really funny. Just say it. No, I'm going to say it later. Okay. So, <coughs> we decided to uh, rate it based on um, should how you should experience it. So, in a the theater, if you should like buy it, if you should just rent it, or you should if you should just not bother watching and because it's irresponsible watching. 
Um, we only condone watching responsibly here at Watch Responsibly. Right. Because we watch responsibly. We don't want you to hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you started laughing at it could be a good joke. <laughs> it was good. Um, so, I'm going to go first because... I went first last time, I think. I don't remember. I'm just feeling it. All right. Um, I said minimum rent it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think everyone should see it, um, cause it's a forgotten movie and I don't think that that's very fair. Um, <laughs> well, because of one, I think William Wyler is a great director, mm-hmm. um, and he has made great contributions to the war effort, but also, um, perspective. I think a lot of people f- forget that this, this is even a thing, that people mm-hmm. even have feelings and come home and things change and... <clears throat> well, I think that just the layman forgets... That there's a movie about, you know, there's Saving Private Ryan that's, like, about the war. Mm-hmm. There are movies about the Holocaust. But then, I think that when movies come along that's about, there's really no, like, war sequences even in it. Uh-huh. But it's about the war. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's like... Yeah, I agree. I think it's an untold story that needs to be told more often. It's people coming back and trying to acclimate back to yeah. the life they had before. Because it still happens. Right. Um, man cometh. <laughs> Nightman coming. Yep, I got it. Good. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Really quick. No, you keep going. You keep going. Okay. Um, then I wrote. <clears throat> we kind of talked about this already, but like, how is Casablanca better? Because I just compare them because they're similar era, like times. Well, and one of them is at the top of like the top movies of all time, and one of them's forgotten. Exactly. So it's interesting to so, compare the two. Right, and and and, and maybe Casablanca's just got the story's just um, more fluid because it's not focused on so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the one storyline. There's no A, B, or C. Yeah, and uh, it's, I mean more concise. It's shorter. Maybe the writing. You know, music, the music for sure. Yeah, right. it's it's hard. It came out at a better time. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Right. Um, I'm glad it ended with Homer getting married, because uh, I felt empathetic to Homer the most. So I'm glad that it ended on a good note for him. Mm-hmm. And I texted you at the end when I finished the movie. I asked. Brie, is this a Shakespearean comedy? <laughs> because it ended with a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> At most <I> was, movies. <laughs> I know. I was like, hmm. Um, <laughs> I rated it, I would rent it, mm-hmm. and I would take su- two sittings to enjoy it. Yeah. Because I feel like I was sitting there, like, checking the time a lot. I was too. It's like there's, or like, if you're watching it on your laptop, you kind of wiggle the mouse to see, okay, how, how much longer does this have? Yeah. Um, so I feel like if you have a specific spot that you know you're going to stop at, you can just focus on the movie. Yeah. Um, the time length was overwhelming. I don't think it needed to be that long because of the plots, the points that they had in there. I thought it could have been shortened down. But I would still take the time to rent it and watch it. Yeah. I don't think it should be. And I would be. recommend um, mm-hmm. that others do that also. Yeah. I don't think it should be something that we forget about. Um, especially, I mean, if you should watch that five came back, you as the audience. Um, because <clears throat> I think that's really important to learn about. Uh, if you're really interested in the effect of the war and, and people who... Yeah, they're direct, like film directors, but I would consider them more like 
me and you, like the right regular people, because you know, especially around that, they've time. got privilege, right? And um, <clears throat> and so they from from going from all this uh, to filmmaking into combat, because um, if you haven't seen the film, some of the directors go to war, yeah, and then they come back, and yeah. they're still directors, yeah. So and so it's 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 interesting. Um, uh, which is why I felt that made this movie much more interesting for me is knowing William Wyler's story, the director, and mm-hmm. and understanding where he's coming from. And you probably felt great uh, emotion directing this. So mm-hmm. very interesting take on that. Yeah, and that's all she wrote. Murder, murder. Um, but <laughs> I hate us. <laughs> I thought of the. The joke that I was gonna say. Yes, I But it, I need you to start. So I can do <laughs> you need me to set up something. Yeah. Can I, is there something specific? Imagine. No, I'm just gonna set it up. Yeah. So imagine we. Because, oh, I, this is actually like part of the conversation I wanted to have that I didn't write down. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but you had said rent it at the minimum. Yeah, minimum. So, like. I always think if this was being played at our local historical theater, would would you and I would I be like, yeah, I'll go see that? I think I would. I think at the beginning of this, I was like, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but talking about it, yeah, yeah, talking about it with you kind of changed it a little bit. I was like, yeah, you know what? Now that I have this different take on it, I would like to see it. Yeah. But I would really like to see it because coming to a local theater near you. The hot dog red! <laughs> Portable! Who's <laughs> just gonna sell your hot dog red? <laughs> hot dog red! Get your hot dog red! There's no... <laughs> there's nothing more local than selling a local product. Like a hot... A crappy local product at your local theater. <laughs> In one of those big trays. Like, yeah. get your hot dog <laughs> All of them at once. Yeah, I'm like in a little 50s outfit and I'm going up and down the line. Well, yes, I would like one of those. Yeah, and it's like smoking. <laughs> it's not like. Right. Here, so it's just a local it's one of those. It's, it's, it's a candy cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> and a hot dog. <laughs> and a real hot dog. <laughs> they don't have hot dogs at our local theater, though. No. They I kind of wish though. they did. No, not me. It would. All the. Like the sauces would like ruin the seats. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I know why it shouldn't be a thing because it's a historic <laughs> theater. But I also just think that you want to watch you were, down for how yeah. we watch. I want the opportunity to make my dream come true and have a hot dog or it. Um, please email us at <laughs> watchresponsiblypodcast at gmail.com if you would like to sponsor our hot dogorette idea. <laughs> or send us drawings of what you think a hot dogorette should look like. <laughs> or send us a drawing of our podcast um, icon, which was done by the wonderful Kendall. Um, Kendall Wade. Kendall Wade. Love her to death. Um, she's on the Facebook page, too, so interact. Um <gasps> Um, but if someone can take our icon and draw us in the theater eating a hot dog <laughs> red, I'm gonna send you something. Yeah, I'll, I swear I'll, I'll do it. I'll send you something. An autographed pickle. <laughs> oh no, you got it now. It's gotta be an autographed pickle. I love pickles. <laughs> like a bite out of it. I'll take a bite out of everyone. Of what? Can you sign the other? 
Take a picture of us signing it and both eating one half of it. <laughs> anyway. Be sure to follow us on the Facebook page. Join us um, as new episodes are released yep. uh, every week, every Wednesday. Every They'll single Wednesday. As of right now. And we're about halfway through our first premiere season of Watch Responsibly. Uh, so make sure you you keep up watching responsibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Brie Lennon. And I'm Alyssa O'Loughlin with your latest model of the hot dog red. <laughs> oh my god. I just want a hot dog. <laughs> and please join us next time as we discuss the film Schindler's List. Yes. It's gonna be... It's gonna be a long one, a but long it's gonna one. be a good one. Yeah. I'm gonna get a foot-long hot dog red for that I one. I think that they'll... <laughs> Welcome to Corndog. I think <laughs> there'll be uh, less laughter during that one. I have, yeah. a, I have a lot of feelings, so. And it's actually one of my favorite movies, so I'm excited. Yes. I'm and I know so I keep saying that, but I have, like, a tattoo for this movie. Like, yeah. I'm actually excited about yeah. this one. I've never seen it, so it'll be a fun discussion. It'll be an interesting discussion. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. All right. Catch, <laughs> catch you later. Hot Doggerettes out. Hot dog red. 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 Okay.